Great. Yeah, so I was as I was saying, I I, uh, I saw your YouTube video. That was pretty good. Thanks. With the uh, the coronavirus, like the daily thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty um, sweet. Yeah. How long did that take to make? It took probably like start to finish eight hours, but that's probably because there was a learning curve with the with the software a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, once I make, I'm planning on making a few more uh, with different data sets, and I'm assuming it'll probably go a little quicker. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, how much time total you think? I'd say, in general, it probably would take like four hours, depending on the data set. That's really the big yeah, question. Yeah. Is like because they because the this I use this software called Flourish, which is like a free online visualizer. Um, there's a paid version, but the free version works just fine. Uh, and then I just filmed my screen from there. I just screen captured it. Yeah, um, yeah it came out of, really well. It's like fun to watch. I love those types of graphs. Yeah. Yeah, what's, was, what's uh, your what's your channel called again? Uh, well, right now it's called Bland's Data, but I'm looking for a a uh, you know st- it's a working title. Dude, I kind of like that. I think it fits yeah. perfect. All right, maybe I'll the, roll the with Bland. What Bland's Data? Bland's Three, Data. Three. <laughs> um, so I'm sort of looking for something to do because I have next Monday off. I'm sort of looking for a new uh, new video to. New oh, idea. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's pretty yeah. fun though. It's like a cool thing to play with. Um, yeah, it I came f- together pretty well. I feel yeah. like there's so many cool things you could show like that as well. Yeah. Like I think you know what you should do next? You should do one where it's like the population of different cities mm. like growing over the history of time. Yeah. I think that would uh, be a cool one. You know those those already exist. There's a lot of those. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd still like do it anyway. I think it would be Yeah, fun I think it'd be yourself. fun. Yeah, that that'd be a good one to to just just to try for the for the fun of yeah. making it. Yeah, um, exactly. But like one that I like there cuz there's apparently Spotify has all of its um all of its like daily stream data that you can just like get from a repository and I was like, "Oh, you could probably do some pretty cool like song popularity ones." Oh um, yeah, that would be pretty interesting as well. Yeah, you could like kind of see the rise and fall of a hit like because yeah. I'm like I'm interested in the rise, but I'm also like pretty interested in the fall too. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Like that's something you don't hear about too much. So I kind of want to like pick a couple of hit songs and like see how long they stay a hit for. And like I don't know, I think that could be really interesting. Yeah, that would be that would be really fascinating. Because yeah. there's some like you said, there's some hits that like kind of taper off, and then there's some hits where it looks like it drops off a cliff. I'm sure. Yeah, you just forget about like songs just disappear. Completely. Like yeah. you know, it's ones that's kind of like that. Um, uh, the one by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh yeah. What was that? Call me maybe. Call that me? one was that was a total drop off a cliff. <laughs> you know what had a bigger taper than I thought it it would. Uh, Old Town Road. Yeah. Old Town Road lasted a pretty good time, pretty long it, like, time. I think because well, of the Billy Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus thing. Yeah. Well, it had the it. it there was a lot. It, it attracted a lot of people. I think it was a lot of different types of music fans who would listen to it. You know, yeah, it was a, it was like one of the rare times, like a big cross genre mashup hits. Yeah. Cause well, the country and then the rap, like that was a interesting combo. It was. And I, I, I don't know what your opinion of, is of it, but like, Oh, I like it. I like, I it, like it too. Especially I like- the Billy Ray Cyrus version. Like, oh yeah. The Billy Ray Cyrus version makes it perfect. Yeah. 
Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then like, it just, it just totally grew on me. I was like, and I think that's how it was for some people where it was like, some people were like, ah, country rap, I'm not sure. And then all of a sudden, like, you just have this moment where you're like, what, where it just like matches up with whatever you're doing. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I thought I, I liked it right off the bat because it started off as like a, it blew up. I feel like as a meme song. Yeah. That kid, the little Nas X, like yeah. he was, uh, he was like a nobody. He just like posted it on Reddit and was posting yeah. it on different social media platforms. And he was actually like grinding real hard, like trying to promote his own stuff. So yeah. I really like that story about how it like blew up because yeah. it like just came up th- through just like, you know, as basically like a popularity contest from the bottom yeah. up. And there's so much artificially like pumped in stuff now, you know? Like yeah, that's true. So much industry where a corporation essentially decides it's going to be popular and thus exactly. it is yeah, yeah i definitely feel that um little nas x little nas and plus it, it helps it, it the song slaps like oh yeah that beat it works it works and it's just something nobody ever saw before that that's my whole thing is you just gotta it's gotta come up with something new once and you can i'm sure people dollars. have done stuff similar but it just never tied together it never like, came perfectly. together yeah and there's a like, there's an element of timing to it yeah as well. it, it was timed well for society it was a time mm-hmm. when society was ready for it yeah yeah yeah. um yeah, that was crazy did you yeah. see the thing about Trump in the injecting the Lysol? Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! Yeah. This guy is something else. But that also, like, so fun. You know what was scary? Scary. What? How? First of all, how he could say that? How people went and started doing that afterwards? That's well. The people you heard about the people who drank fish tank cleaner a few weeks back, right? Yeah, for the chlor, chlor, for the hydroxychloroquine. But like, they just read that it had one label, like, like that that was one of the ingredients, and we're like, oh man, we should probably drink this. <laughs> people are something else. But also, yeah, like, yeah. it's ridiculous that yeah. he could say that, and nobody was like, yeah, yeah no, that is uh, don't, that don't, is absolutely wrong. Don't drink bleach. Yeah. But also, I was a little annoyed at the media because they were like, like, yes, he was like, yes, he said something pretty stu- like it was stupid. But you could kind of tell that like it was his, you know, the idea was like, oh, if we could come up with something that cleaned out the lungs. Exactly. Like it came from a good place, I feel. But the words were not the correct oh, it was, ones. It was words. It was terribly worded. But like also the media acted like he got on there and was like, OK, folks. We need to go to our cupboards, pull out the bleach, pour it into a cup, and chug it. Like that's not that's not what happened. Like yeah, it, it really takes like the two to tango in the situation because he's that's the thing that's really really bothers me is that even in a time of like international pandemic, that the media can't stop being like the vultures they are and go back to legitimate reporting like they used to. Right. Like you said in a couple podcasts ago, it's ridiculous how, you know, they just like prey upon that initial reaction. Yeah. And it's just so ridiculous that like, I mean, the, the political landscape is a joke in itself, but like the media being a joke too, like this was their opportunity, I feel, to step up and take like the high ground, you know? Yeah. But just in general during the pandemic. Yeah. They really did not. 
No, I agree. I think they, well, they've been just, cause I mean, it's all, they're so hungry for viewers that it's, you know, that's a, uh, and they they just want people to watch and not, you know, digestible, if slightly scary, you know, data and truth is uh, not what people want to see uh, for some people. Anyway, that's not what, that's not what drives the numbers, but I know that's why I'm trying to, that's why I made my content, my database. <laughs> Yeah, database content. No, yeah, it's it is crazy just how many people don't look into the stuff behind the scenes. They just yeah. see the face, they see the headline, and then make their judgment call off of that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we've become lazy just as much as the media has. Yeah, for sure, because they make it easy. And I definitely think there's the beginnings of like a turnaround to that, though. I agree. I I hope so. I hope mm-hmm. that there's going to be people who are just like more and more people. Just as people have time to sit and think, they're just going to get more and more fed up with the whole thing. That it's just like, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. It's pretty wild. Oh, I started watching the Michael Jordan documentary with. Oh yeah, brother. where are you? I'm all, I'm all caught up. But, yeah, I am uh, too. I was thinking of so Liam's watching it too. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do like a recap every weekend oh perfect yeah so like uh do you watch it as it airs no i usually watch it like the next day i watch okay, it, but I, I can watch it as it airs i watch no, it we usually day. watch it the next day as well so i was yeah. thinking like every since it comes out on what sunday sunday yeah so then we watch it like by you know either sunday night or sometime monday and then on yeah. tuesday night we do like a little oh, yeah. recap like review i'm so into it it's so well done i don't want to get too into it because i don't want to burn through our but did you see the Manchester City one? The Manchester City what? The documentary? documentary. I think I saw an episode, like an episode of it, but I don't think I. Yeah, you have you have Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the Amazon Video. I forget what it's called. It's just mm. if you just look up the Manchester City documentary. Yeah. I think that one is equally good, if not better, from what oh. I've seen of the Jordan one so far. Yeah. But like the Jordan yeah. ones, I've only seen four episodes, so I right. can't make the final decision. But right. the Manchester City one is so well done; it's incredible. Yeah, what's going for them, which makes it so great, is it's just like so. Mo- you know, it wasn't very long ago. It was like the season where they won the title and they broke the points record. Mm-hmm. And I hate Man City, but the yeah. documentary is so good. Yeah, it makes That's- you like the players so much more. <laughs> yeah, it's. If once if you're looking for like something to, you, you know, scratch your itch between yeah. the Jordan episodes, I'd totally watch that because All it's right. super good. Hmm. I'll take a look. I was watching some some old NBA Finals games. I finally caved. I'm not a big old games guy, but like I finally caved and decided to watch an old NBA Finals game. Um, Which for what, fun. what did you watch? I watched. Uh, Lakers Celtics 2010 game one, I think, um, which is just, it was like fun to watch. I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And like the other thing that was nice about it was that I didn't know what happened. Like I don't, I wasn't that big of a basketball fan then. So I'm like, and I know, like, I know who won the series, but I'm like, I actually don't know who won game one. Um, so like it, there's a lot feel. in the early two thousands. Like, I don't think I started really watching basketball until maybe like 2014 yeah. So I, I don't have much. I, the only knowledge I have of it is just from like reading up on stuff. Well, I remember what I mean, like I remember watching because we watched the 2015 finals together, I think. Yeah, I think, I think we yeah. did at least yeah. like a game or two. 
Yeah, we we saw some of it. Like I remember, so we were watching. I was watching it. I started watching it like 2012 because I remember watching the. Because that was the summer that I would just play like Call of Duty with TJ every day, and then I would watch the the 2012 NBA Finals. That's why I became such a LeBron fan because mm-hmm. like everyone was rooting against him, and I like at the time like that was when everyone hated him, and I was like, oh come on guys, like he's actually really fun to watch. Like <laughs> who uh, since like seeing the docu- the Jordan documentary. Who do you think is the greatest? The greatest player? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'd step. I'm definitely thinking about it in a different way now. Like, I don't know if it's it's. It, there's definitely just like you. You know, we gotta just be a little bit finer about it. Who's the greatest? I I think Michael Jordan's the greatest NBA player of all time. Probably like he was the the most successful. But then like, and and like that's just how I'm thinking about it now. I've like gone back and forth because looking back at those late 2000s finals games, you realize that Kobe Bryant was a game away from having the same record as Michael Jordan um, in terms of finals wins. And so, and like a number of three peats, he was literally the 2008 game seven away. Like that's, you know, um, I don't know. It's I've sort of gone back and forth on it, but like the one thing that I notice that kind of stands out is like LeBron and and Kobe towards the end of his, uh, career in life are like nicer dudes like i don't know michael jordan's competitive and he's really good at basketball but i'm like it's kind of a douche not a douche yeah. but like they're, just- they're nicer dudes but the thing that i i really like and i think is jordan this cements jordan's status even more honestly with the documentary the stuff that's coming out in the documentary mm-hmm. yeah but i think at least he's like jordan is not fake about his personality that's true he knows he's not the nicest guy in the world and he doesn't pretend it. And I'd rather him do that than like fake it. You know, that's true. I do love him making fun of Jerry Krause. That's so funny. Oh yeah. And also (laughs) like (laughs) you, you have to understand like people make out LeBron to be like, Oh, he can always like push people and get the best of them. Jordan is equally as good at that in the case of Rodman and Pippen. That's true. The, you the case of Rodman, with Rodman, Rodman, right? Rodman, like the I Rodman love, thing, like that is crazy. I love Dennis Rodman now. I'm like, wow, what a guy! I like. He turned that around. Yeah, Jordan and Phil, Jack- Phil, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's, Jackson's hands Jackson's, down the best oh coach God. of all time. But, Phil Jackson's great. I, I also yeah. love him too. Um, but I think people never knew the extent to which Jordan elevated Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman on a personal level, as opposed yeah. to like the on the court level. Well, I think that that's something that's really cool about the the documentary in general is like the there was a lot of per, like the personality of the of the team like just being able to see all that is so you know I think that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, you definitely. Because you just every everyone just talks about the rings and the like and the you know and just the wins and the six and zero oh and the Michael Jordan was larger. Like people just say the same stuff about him all the time, but this sort of gives you some new. You know, it gives you much more perspective into what it was like when it was happening. Yeah, like it's cool the closest. Thing. It's the closest people my age and your age and like late '90s kids onwards. Yeah, had no clue. Yeah, about what it was like. Well, no one knew the the status of it. Like how big. Like like everyone knew Michael Jordan was big, but I, like he was the first international icon at the budding age of the internet and like at the budding age of the real news exactly. media. Before, like, before it was anything. Yeah, of like he real at like the buddy superstar of globalization like where where he was an international icon like you know with like the stuff in paris that was crazy yeah, yeah. 
like Larry and Bird, like or Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, like they were huge in the U.S., but it wasn't in the same regard that like mm-hmm. you know Michael Jordan was. Whereas like now, you know, James Harden, LeBron James, like all of them, you know, they're known around the world, and that's just sort of how it is. But that's but, not yeah, how it I was. Mean, most most of the players, like most of the big players, are known around the world just because of the age of technology. Yeah. And social yeah. media. But there was like he was that big that he pushed the boundaries of communication in the nineteen eighties and nineties. Yeah. My dad actually saw him play in person in like eighty seven, he said. Yeah, um, you were telling me that. Yeah. That's like it's like a pretty cool story. It like makes me want to try to see LeBron before he retires. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty cool story. He's like, because he was a he it said it was his second year in the league, and like he was just dunking from the free throw line, and everybody was like, "This guy's unbelievable! Like the best yeah, player that, ever." He's so athletic. Yeah. Oh my god, his highlights are insane. Yeah. He he's, just floats in the air. I mean, he's, he's sick. Like he's, he's so good. He has like the most stylish look. Nick and I were talking about it. He's the closest comparison to that to today, I think, is Kawhi. Yeah, he's like Kawhi, but super athletic and super yeah. fast. His hands are huge. I think his hands are bigger than Kawhi's. Are they? I, yeah, I don't know. Kawhi's. Got I think big he hands. has like the second or third biggest hands in the NBA of all time. Wow. Yeah. Michael Crazy. Jordan hand size. Got to find that out. I'm a big hand size guy. <laughs> Let's see. Versus Kawhi Leonard now. 9.75 inches. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think Boban is up there as well. Boban is number one. Shaq is two. Giannis is three. Um, Rajon Rondo is on here. Michael Jordan is slightly higher than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's nine. Michael Jordan's eight. Wow. And Michael Jordan was only like 6'5". Yeah. Well, how tall is Kawhi Leonard? Those guys are huge. I think Kawhi's like six seven or six eight. Rajon Rondo's on here, and he's not very tall, is he? Oh no, he's tiny. He's maybe like six one. Yeah, he's got he's got he's number fifteen. Wow, he's got some absolute units on him. That just looks like man. That must look he's weird. Got some spider hands, probably. Yeah, let me look that up. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Shaq's got some big hands, but Shaq's a, yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah, Shaq's a big. Guy. Oh my god, yeah, look at those things. Oh yeah, Hold on. it's like spider hands. Let's see some long hands. Got oh some my long god! Arms too. Yeah. God damn. It's like he didn't grow tall enough. No. You've seen the Franklin the Turtle memes with Rajon Rondo, right? No. Oh yeah, Franklin the Turtle. The the that was a kids thing, the wasn't kids it? Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they look exactly the same. <laughs> uh, I gotta look it up. Franklin. Oh yes, yeah. it comes yeah, right that's up. That's pretty funny. <laughs> It's pretty spot on as well. <laughs> the lip when he did like there's one with his lip that he's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Fresh on run, dude. There's a there's another really good one where it's Russell Westbrook and one of the teenage mutant the, the ninja, mutant turtles. ninja turtles. Yeah. Yeah. That one's so good. Yeah, I've all. seen those. Those are funny. <laughs> oh man. The other interesting thing about the documentary is like, I think sometimes when we think about sports history, like I think you for, like you always forget the world before, um, like before it happened. I feel like, especially if you weren't alive for it, like you just, you know, when you think of like two bulls, three peats, you sort of think of it as, it seems like it was easy, you know, like, like it seems like it was, it was a guarantee, but like, it's cool to see like 
the world where it wasn't a guarantee where people where people were making predictions like oh the bulls are struggling right now like yeah. you don't know what's going to happen like you yeah, know exactly it's not like everybody knew they're a super team yeah it was like with the warriors for us like nobody knew at the beginning it would last for so long right and nobody knew how good they like how good they would were, get yeah yeah how, yeah exactly how good they would get like yeah, it's exactly the same thing or in the same way that like no one you know you see the LeBlanc highlight LeBron, you know you see the block highlight like a million times but like I, to me that was that was a cool moment for me when I watched that because like I realized right there that that was I mean like many people did like that that was you know a, a you know an iconic moment and it was like mm. I remember what I was doing before then I was like just chilling watching you know watching a basketball game in my living room and like all of a sudden you see that it's like I don't know. It's just an interesting feeling. Yeah, you know when, when there's those sick moments. Yeah, where you're like, "Whoa!" Like that just that just impacted how people are going to remember LeBron James forever. Like, and, and the crazy thing is, Jordan had uh, both LeBron and Jordan have so many of those. Oh my god, I know that Cavs highlight. Like, I didn't realize theory. Jordan hit the one in in college too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's sick. crazy. Yeah, I love that that one in against Cleveland in '89 or whatever. That's a sick. Oh, the, the shot! Yeah, yeah, that's like. Well, I think j- the jazz one is known as the shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's what. Sorry, yeah, the, the, the jazz other is the shot. Yeah, but like that is such a sick. Like it's a sick shot. Like I don't know. I was really just you know, it was cool. Like watching him go through that. You know, go through that that play. I was like, this and he is- he throws his shoulder out. He punches the air so hard, man. How oh, he doesn't like tear his arm off. How his arm doesn't go flying off into the crowd. <laughs> he also jumps about like eight yeah. feet into the air. That's like the <laughs> so athletic. Oh my god! The thing I was talking about with Nick is he can jump all three styles: left-footed, right-footed, yeah. and then both like two-foot jump. Right. All equally as good. That's yeah. what makes him so good in the air. Yeah, and he he literally just floats. Yeah, that's like the the Russell West the Russell Westbrook highlight where like I he hits one it's one of those game winning shots he hits and he literally it looks like he jumps like six feet in the air. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. There's one where he does that because he's athletic yeah. too. That guy. Oh, yeah. he, I think he's probably the most athletic person in the NBA currently. Yeah, he's so explosive. He's so fast. He's so quick. Like laterally, he. Mm. He's got an insane vertical, and he's yeah. mad strong for his size. He's only like six three. Yeah. The one thing he I will say, these people. Yeah. He's the a terrible th- shooter, though. That's true. He is bad. Um, one thing I think that has come from this, like that, I think watching these Bulls highlights and like these series, I think in terms of the discussion that people always have, that like, uh, which you know, which team is better? It's clear to me that like if you just dropped the. 2017 Warriors. So I'm going to call them the best iteration of the Warriors. Uh, if you drop the 2017 Warriors in 96 and 97, like, and played them with those refs with those rules, they would lose. Oh, they'd, dropped, they'd get they'd get destroyed. But if you put the 96 Bulls with today's rules in today's game, they would lose. Ah, uh, against the Warriors, pro- probably against, yeah. against the 2017 Kevin Durant Warriors. Yeah, the, I'd say the, so. the reason I think so is because of all the fouls. They, they like, would so exactly they'd foul out. Exactly. Yeah. Not for it's Robin not like would, a skill thing. It would just be like a foul out thing. But like, yeah, but it's just you know the because the, the Spurs is, the Spurs were able to beat a lot of good teams that were much better three point shooters. I feel. Yeah, but it got to like the the 2017 Warriors got to a point where like that offense was 
you couldn't do anything to defend it. Like, yeah, yeah, because of the rule set. Could, I totally. But agree. also, oh, I, I mean, just like you know, having the, those four players on the floor like that, it just it was very. It's hard to imagine, you know, even a even the strongest of defensive teams like you can't defend Kevin Durant in you know in today's game. Like, there's it's not. Yeah, but you, even you, in, they, even they, nobody game, would be like, able to defend the Bulls either because they'd be so aggressive. Yeah, um, but I like, think no, but nobody gets hit on a drive. Like no defender gets hit on a drive by like Michael Jordan going for a drive hit like a truck. I'm sure. Yeah. Like the only thing close to that is LeBron when LeBron's going full steam. Yeah. Like LeBron probably hits harder because he's so much heavier, but Jordan was moving so fast. Yeah. And he would go through anything like the, the guy's pain tolerances back then, like they were getting bashed. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, those Pistons highlights were wild. They, they were they were leveling him. Yeah, <laughs> like Dennis Rodman would absolutely body people in the NBA. Yeah, today that were so much bigger than him. Yeah, he bodied Joel Embiid like it was nothing. That's true. Because uh, so it it really it really does show how soft it's become. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is definitely softer, but um. And the thing is, I think if you put the Bulls in today's era, they would learn like they would be decent three point shooters. Yeah, probably. But I like <laughs> Steve Kerr was like, incredible. Yeah, Steve Kerr was actually one of the best to. So imagine if he was in an era that catered to that. Yeah, he'd be like the Steph Curry of today. Yeah, like he he back then if if there was the same sort of emphasis on the three pointer, I think Steve Kerr because he shot what like. The highest percentage in the NBA, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was yeah. top. I mean, obviously that would go down a bit when he's taking more volume. Yeah, but still, I think he would have been like up there with Clay and, and Curry. Yeah, in terms of percentage. Yeah, and they had uh, Paxson. Paxson was, was pretty good. good. Yeah, I don't think that like maybe not they wouldn't be as good as the Warriors are, but I think that if you if it's not like you're just plopping down the team in the time period and giving them like no time to practice. Yeah. Like maybe like a year of practice or something, or maybe a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like it's harder to learn that physicality than it is to learn the The shooting shooting skill of the three pointer because the mechanics are similar. Yeah. But like you got to completely adjust your mindset to get used to the physical game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this, I didn't want to get like started talking on this because I was like, "Oh man, I got to save the content for later." But yeah, this is a good preview. I think with tomorrow with Liam and Nick, it will be really good. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot more to t- we. Yeah. You know, we we've sort of more just talked about the overarching. No, yeah, uh, yeah, just the themes of it. This is a little preview. Yeah, we haven't gotten into the. There's some good stuff in that documentary. Oh stuff. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really good. And it's well. I, I think they. I, I won't get too much into it, but it's like the release time timing. I think is really oh, good. perfect timing. And also, I think a lot of people were looking for that nostalgia factor as well. Yeah, like oh, the yeah. old school cameras and stuff. There's something yeah. to be said about not having, you know, 1080p super clear HD. There's something kind of uh, nice about having that grainy, yeah, texture to the film. 
Everyone had to watch it from their grainy TVs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember the tail end of that pretty well, so. Yeah. Well, my brother had, uh, I mean, I remember playing it. My brother had NBA Live 2003 for the PS2, which had Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, was, uh, which was a fun game. And, and, and the other team that, for some reason, was super good was the Raptors. I don't know who was on the Raptors in 2000. Vince Carter? Yeah, but somebody else was there, too. But they were they were like a nasty team in that game, NBA Street Live, and like my brother would just be Michael Jordan and roast me, and I would just be like the Raptors for some reason. I would never play as anybody but the Raptors and would just get killed. <laughs> and he would just be like thirty eight year old Michael Jordan on the Wizards, just <laughs> just yamming on dunking me. on me. <laughs> yeah. So I remember very I like remember that Michael. Well, you know, remember a little bit of the Michael Jordan time, you know. All right. Anyway, we'll have to continue this tomorrow with the full squad. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, man. All right. See you. Okay. Adios.